the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business and investing talk each day. Then sports coverage and entertainment after hours. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Forecasters say dry, unstable, and windy conditions will all keep fueling a massive wildfire that's been burning in southern Oregon. The largely uncontained blaze is said to be growing by miles each day. It's consumed some 70 homes already. In Belton, California, resident Nick Oman says it's becoming a grim routine evacuating because of wildfire danger each summer. I think the worst part about it is like you get all ready, you move all your stuff, and, and then the fire's over, you move yourself back in, and then another one. I mean, that's kind of crazy. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says the country's seeing a big rise in coronavirus cases. Our seven-day average is about 26,300 cases per day, and this represents an increase of nearly 70% from the prior seven-day average. Walensky says COVID-19 outbreak in the U.S. is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is SRN New. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. The Bell Squad Radio Show airs every Sunday from 11 to noon on The Biz 1440. They address today's mortgage loan process and how to navigate through a highly competitive market. The Bell Squad team with Bell Bank Mortgage is paying it forward and giving back to the community. Experienced lenders with The Bell Squad will talk with local professionals from a variety of industries highlighting local businesses and communities. Join the squad Sundays at 11 a.m. on The Biz 1440. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. (laughs) 
Is it his time? Yes! Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome to King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. It's a sunny day outside. Um, In our usual uh, humor about the quality and state of our um, office, 75 in here. Pretty comfortable right now. We'll see how much it warms up during during the uh, hour today. Give us a call, questions, comments, 651-289-4477. That's what you'll want to play there. You Shiny, you take that music down in my head. It would be great. Um, there you go. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, we, are, we are happy to be with you. It's the middle of summer, and oftentimes I kind of sort of struggle to find topics for the show. Because um, people are on vacation, there isn't a lot of audio out there. We do we do job Saturday here on the Biz fourteen forty, the first Saturday after the first Friday of the month. That's always that's always a uh, good time, and that show kind of just writes itself. Uh, but when you get the inflation data, and you get the retail sales data, and you get um, you get Federal Reserve presidents and the chair at, you know, on, on Capitol Hill. You're like, yeah, I think I got enough. I can pull a show together out of what I got here. And then last night, I'm watching Bloomberg. Because, you know, if you're listening here on the Biz 1440, during the week you're hearing a lot of programming from Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg Radio and uh, all the great news about finance and the economy, you know, along with... Along with our our own special shows, and you get, of course, uh, uh, Dave Ramsey here on the biz. Um, but uh, I've been a longtime fan. Have I ever probably have told this story? But if since you might be new, first of all, welcome. Thank you for listening. When I was a young man, and I would, I, I'll even go back further. When I was a boy, when I was a boy, my father bought a opened a a stock brokerage account probably with no business doing that. I, first of all, someone should say, someone will say, well, what, what would, you know, tell me a bit, was your dad a big time investor? Was he a big manager or something? My dad was the third shift supervisor at a plastics plant. He took that job after earning a master's degree in forestry, wanting to work for the, for the, for the forest service. And, he and his new bride, my mom, deciding that uh, the prospect of working in a, in a national force or a national park was not their idea of marital bliss. I think it was my dad's idea. I don't think my mom had been sufficiently consulted. Um, so 
fast forward a few years, Dad has found a job that pays good money. The only problem being it, he works third shift as a supervisor for a plant that's producing uh, uh, plastics uh, for plastic bottles uh, for in the 1960s. And, of course, in the 50s and 60s, plastics, you know, the graduate and all that. My dad decides to start investing using some of what he knows. He eventually, of course, get, he eventually, of course, no, of course about it. He eventually gets an MBA by studying at night, which in the 60s was kind of a different thing. But he goes to the, he goes to the local, uh, to the local university uh, and gets an MBA as well. So he learns lots of things about finance. And he passes them on to his, his firstborn son, which is me. He has me read him the Wall Street Journal. He has me uh, eventually start watching the nightly business report on PBS because Dad worked at night. Uh, that show came on after he went to bed to get ready to sleep enough so he could go work, go to work at 11 p.m. Um, so I was the designated watcher of the nightly business report. Then on Friday night, because now he doesn't work Friday night, he 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 did, didn't work on Friday night, so we could watch together Wall Street Week, the old one with Louis Rukeyser. And I have such fond memories of sitting with Dad and watching Wall Street Week. Um, and I still kind of keep those memories alive by grabbing clips from Wall Street Week. And so I do the full replay of the show when I I just time, I record it and time shift it and and then watch it. Um, watch it uh, later on Friday nights. Um, it's a bit of an homage to, to that time growing up with Dad. So I, and if you want to know a lot about who I am and what I am, it, it, to me a lot of that traces back to that. I can even name you the first company he invested in shares of stock with. It hasn't existed for 50 years. The company was called Chemway. Which is not a surprise because my dad was in plastics. He knew about chemical companies, and he could sort he could sort of think through: is that a good chemical company? Is that a bad chemical company? I couldn't even tell you if he made money on Chemway, uh, but I will say he he um, it was all that. So I'm playing it last night, and all of a sudden I see somebody. I'm like, is that? And it's like, yeah, it is. It is Stephanie Kelton. The the um, I don't know if I would call her the the mother of modern monetary theory, but certainly one of its chief proponents. We're going to have to play some cuts from that. So here I am. I'm thinking I'm done. I, I already sent down to Sean ten cuts with various Fed officials. A couple of interesting side points. We got some Janet Yellen for you. We have uh, we we have we have some Janet Yellen for you too, and I'm thinking that looks good. And then, my goodness, if I don't see Stephanie Kelton, and so I'm thinking to myself, we we're going to have to have a little MMT talk. You're going to have to listen to a little bit of this, and I'm going to get a little bit of her in early during the first hour. But we've got two clips of her that I think <clears throat> need a little. Um, uh, we need a little exposition on on modern monetary theory uh and, and so we'll do that we'll do that in hour two uh that part in hour two but let's get let's let's get first to the news of the week because 
here's what I thought I was going to spend all of my time talking about. All right. First of all, we would do the news, right? And and unless you've been living under a barrel and my listeners who follow me on Twitter with the hashtag pound KBRS are anything but hermits. They are anything but ill-informed. They are they are grabbing these data as they come out and trying to process it. And what does it mean for them? So headline CPI goes up nine tenths of percent. And I immediately said, okay, are we going to do the used car story again? Yeah, we're going to do the used car story again. Okay. Um, uh, um, the headline goal gain was 5.4% versus a year ago. And remember, this is now June to June. So if I go think about, well, it's a base effect. By June, many Many parts of the economy are beginning to reopen. There are some people buying goods and services. There's more buying of goods and services. The CARES Act money, the $1,200, is beginning to get spent at that time. It's not clear to me that, that, you know, it's not clear to me that it's really coming in, you know, where it's just the base effects. And I've got to play for you all of the explaining that comes out of uh, comes out of this um, comes out of this this conversation uh, going going forward. All right. So the headline number all all good CPI up five point four percent from June twenty twenty to June twenty twenty one. Uh, the core rise is four and a half percent. And interestingly, uh, Brian Westbury from First Trust points out inflation was up four and a half percent from February 2020 to June 2021. So even taking out the depths of the pandemic in March and April and May, you still have a four and a half percent core increase. Um. If you want to do it versus uh, uh, June of 2019, we'll slice this any way you like. Versus June 2019, up 6%, so that's 3% a year, okay. Uh, for core, 5.7%, that's up. That's up there for a little less than 3% a year. Um, you, you, can just keep, you, you can just keep slicing it, keep slicing it, keep slicing it. But yes, used cars were up ten and a half percent, and everybody wants me to make sure that we have have that. Now, if I take out the trim, take the trim mean CPI, which is an exercise done by uh, some researchers who work for the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. If you take that out, that's a half. That's a that's point five percent month over month this month. 0.4% up in April, 0.4% up in, in in May. So that takes out all of the volatile things. It takes what a trim means CPI means. I'm going to take all of the all of the different categories of goods and services. And I'm going to lop off the 8% at the bottom that dropped by the most. I'm going to lop off the 8% at the top that rose by the most. So I get rid of all the outliers. And I'm just going to get you the mean for what's in the middle. Those middle 84%. And that middle 84% gives you a number, gives you a number year over year of 
So if you want to be above 2%, uh, Chairman Powell, you got it. And I don't care how many ways you want to you you want to slice it up, dice it up, and so forth. And I'm gonna we're gonna wait till after the break. But I'm gonna play for you all of the all of the uh, uh, fun explaining that was done by various people uh, talking about what they've seen in terms of uh, inflation. Uh, here we'll do that. We'll do that. In fact, let's just go ahead and do that right after this. Let's take a break here. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to The Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. For about a century and a half, the Salvation Army has offered practical assistance and the life-changing message of the gospel to those in need. In the coming days over the airwaves, you'll hear stories of lives transformed, the volunteers who make it possible, the great need here locally, and how you can make a difference. We've partnered with the Salvation Army once again to support Twin Cities locations working hard to prevent homelessness and help the roughly 10,000 of our neighbors who are currently homeless. The need is already so great, and with an end to rent moratoriums closing in and a massive backlog of mortgage and rent payments, we've got a long road ahead. In these dire situations, the Salvation Army steps in and with your support can meet this rising need. Together, we'll learn more in the next week on how we can help keep a roof over our neighbors' heads and ensure their families have a safe place to sleep. Keep an eye on our social media pages and website for details on the 2021 Here to Help campaign. Supported by Geritom Medical. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.
Welcome back, King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you. That's delightful. Um, 651-289-4477 with your questions and comments. Hey, pay attention this week uh, as, you, as you listen here to the Biz 1440 coming up. Uh, just want you to know uh, the Here to Help campaign and, uh for 2021 is going to be coming on this week. There's going to be lots of opportunities uh, to to give and have your dollars leveraged by uh, generous donors who are helping to sponsor this week. All that money goes to the Salvation Army, which helps the homeless. Um, It's a special thing for me. My wife is a longtime member of the board and current chair of the Central Minnesota Salvation Army uh, Board of of Trustees. Uh, it, it is, a it, it, the money just really helps. And you may think, boy, the economy's doing gangbusters and everybody who wants a job can find a job and so forth. It's not the situation for everyone, man. Um, so, uh, please do, please do listen in and tune for, uh, for, for that as, as uh, we approach this week. And I want, I want, and, uh, and, uh, do, do take, uh, do take the time to think about, uh, uh, whether you're able to uh, help folks out right now. Look, let me go back. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give you some some of the other side of the news, the retail sales data, which we should spend some time talking about. What does that mean for the GDP report, which is coming in about ten days' time uh, from from the time you're listening to me here, uh, as as we as we approach the end of the uh, end of the month and we finish up our we start getting. Uh, aggregated uh second quarter data uh i do but uh, you you probably want to hear what people are saying about this um uh so let me let me play first for you this is charles evans he's the federal reserve bank of chicago's uh uh um, chair and and i want you to listen to what he has to say about inflation this is cut 13 sean a little nervous that the low interest rate environment that we've had over the last many, many years, low R star means it's going to be tough to meet our inflation objective. Although I know that right now inflation is higher. I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence that 2023 inflation is still going to be close enough to be averaging our 2%. I still see this as a bunch of one offs. So he's very dovish. That was that you would have heard that on this very station yesterday uh, for Bloomberg Daybreak uh, 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 yesterday yesterday morning. That was an interview at the uh, Rocky Mountain Economic Sutton Summit that uh, uh, President Evans did with uh, Michael McKee from Bloomberg. Uh, the um, I can give you the same sort of thing a couple days prior. This is Mary Daly. She's the president. Of the Federal Reserve Bank in San Francisco, and she was uh, she was telling the same kind of story. Cut number ten, please. Sure, though this has really been expected. We expected a pop in inflation like this, and it will come. It will be for the next couple of months. And the reason is 
Uh, there are a variety of reasons. We've all cited them. We had low uh, prices during the depth of the pandemic. Prices are recovering in airlines and other travel services. Once those have done, we don't expect those to keep growing. We also have bottlenecks. Demand came back faster than supply, and there are these temporary bottlenecks. So right now, it's really remain steady in the boat. Don't read too much signal out of any month of data. And let's get through this volatile period so we can really see where the economy is. So, as you can hear, they're still on wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. All right? We, we have, a, right? So, we're, oh, we're waiting for data. We're waiting for, and, and they, we, so they got a month worth of data. Let me, let, let's go back and let me grab, let me grab just because we didn't talk about it yet, the producer price index data, 1%. Headline one percent on the core as well, both double what was estimated, and we are now up five point six percent on PPI uh, outside of food and energy. Uh, food prices rose eight tenths of the month, and energy by two point one percent. Goods prices, X food and energy, up one percent uh, on the month, uh, and after a one point one percent increase in May, one percent increase in April. These are the supply chain things that President Daly is speaking about. They, they, they're there. I, there's no question about that. Um, but the, the, question is, the question is, how do these get embedded, or will they get embedded, in changes in, changes in prices, changes in, uh, you know, and changes in wages? Because I do see some some things happening that that give me a little bit of concern, and I think actually were being expressed in no small part. I thought the reaction from uh, uh, from Treasury Secretary and former Fed Chair Janet Yellen uh, was very interesting. She was on an interview, I believe this is from CNBC. I should double check to be sure I am right about yes from CNBC yesterday, uh, and uh, and th- and has a couple things to say. The first one, let's play this cut number eight, please, Sean. My read of what's happening is that inflation is largely confined to sectors that were that are now opening back up. Um, we're seeing big increases in airfare airfares, hotels, and there is bottlenecks and supply chain problems that have particularly affected motor vehicles. So if you look, for example, at last month's inflation report, if you strip out motor vehicles and those sectors that were most affected by the pandemic and are now rapidly um, opening up, inflation was uh, ran at about two, two-tenths of a percent, which is really consistent longer run um, with with uh, two percent inflation. When do you think it'll... So this is, this is really a, a, the, the, the sort of the game that's being played, and I'm sorry to call it a game. It sounds like I, I, I don't want you to think that that they are ne- are lying to you i don't i think there is a real problem in this country right now with the desire to simply dismiss anybody who comes on the air that that, that tries to present themselves as an expert 
Heck, you listen to the King Banyan show, and in part because, you know, what do we tell you at the beginning of the show? He's a professor of economics. He knows things, right? I, I know things. I think the more important thing for me to say is how much I don't know. Um, and I, I, you know, and, and the problem is right now, if everyone wants an expert to get up and say they know what's going to happen next. But I don't think it helps your credibility when it sounds like you are you are largely trying to manipulate the data ex post, meaning after you receive the data, you're sifting through to find a way to express the data to support a narrative that you already have decided your side of the argument needs to support. That strikes me. That strikes me as being being something that's damaging to your credibility. Now, to her credit, and I, I let me let me pause for a moment to say, um, I I was, and I think if you go back and listen to the archives of this of this show, and you can find them all on TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. I think if you listen to the archives of this show, you probably would come out saying that I that I was more supportive of Ben Bernanke than probably the average person that would consider themselves a center-right economist, center-right monetary economist. I thought Bernanke did a good job. Brilliant? No. I don't know that he was brilliant, but there were things that he did that I thought he did very well. Um, I think he had some missteps, but I think the missteps were were like, well, I'm trying to figure out what to do, how to make it work. And I think he was ever, the thing I liked most about him was the honesty he had when he would mess up. Um, he would admit to error. Um, I didn't get quite that from Yellen. But Yellen has more honesty, I thought, than than many uh, government officials. And I thought, I thought her comment about what's coming up next was really kind of important, because she's laying the groundwork for the fact that she's perfectly she's perfectly expecting that this inflation continues for a while longer. Cut number nine, please, Sean. Well, I think we have we will have several more months of rapid inflation. So I'm not saying that this is a one month phenomenon, but I think over the medium term, we'll see inflation decline back toward normal levels. But of course, we have to keep a careful eye on it. And I think that's what you heard from from the the first clip we played from Charles Evans, the, the, the Chicago president. I think that's in I think that's implicit in what uh, uh, President Daly is from San Francisco is saying as well. I, I think that you, I think that I probably I'm not going to spend any more time talking about inflation per se and the CPI report because it's not moving the needle for anybody. Nobody is changing how they are uh, operating policy yet on the basis of what of what they said. But that's not the that's not the part that actually made me go whoa is anybody really kind kind of watching the wheel 
for that, we're going to turn to the to the chair of the Fed and and a piece, a little piece of testimony he gave uh, he gave uh, this past week in the in the Senate Banking Committee. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Biz fourteen forty. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex. I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. 
Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks, Don, for the comments about uh, comments, particularly getting me to think about uh, 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 Louis Rukeyser. I I admit that that was a that was a much bigger influence, I think, than I had thought. Um, I, I think I've, I may have said this, but uh, I did not go to college planning to be an economist. Um, you know, the Alec, I was not an Alex Keaton kid. I was, shoot, I was anything but. I, I showed up for thinking I was going to going to become a, a medical doctor and within a year discovered that um, I am not well suited to do work in a medical laboratory or biological or chemical laboratory. Um, never did explore physics, but... Uh, uh, you know, I spent time on pre-law and philosophy before finally landing on business and economics in my uh, junior, latter half of my junior year of college. And, um, but um, I do think, I, but even through all that, I lived at home. I went to the college in my, in my hometown and lived at home. And dad and I continued to watch um that was it was it was uh, appointment television for us we would watch it uh we would watch that by this time he wasn't working nights anymore but we would watch it together uh, every friday night and my uh and whoever i was going on a date with had to tolerate the fact that the date wasn't starting till after eight o'clock because i had to spend seven thirty to eight with dad because that's when that's when uh that's when wall street week was on um so so anyway, uh, glad to uh, glad to uh, have some uh, to have some time to talk about that. In the process of developing what I think to be what I think of as, as monetary policy, I or any kind of policy, I, there's a long debate about rules versus discretion that dates back all the way. Many of my listeners. Many of my listeners are people of my generation. There are lots of listeners who I've come to learn, listen every week, who are in their 20s and 30s, too. And I'm, I'm honored that they spend time listening to the show. But those who stay in more contact with me frequently, more frequent contact with me, I should say, uh, tend to be folks that are uh, of my generation. Uh, and and they'll remember rules versus discretion in their economics course as being something that their professors spent a long time talking about. Should you guide policy based on what you see as being needed in the moment based on your best guess of the information you're receiving versus um, just saying, Here's a policy rule. We're going to follow this policy rule. Come hell, high water, or little green people. Um, and that sometimes works. And you know, I I would argue I would argue policy rules are probably not the first best policy. But I'm also a big believer in the theory of second best. That sometimes sometimes because there are such frictions in a system. And because people are prone to bias and error, that sometimes the policy rule that doesn't look like the first best in a in a world in a frictionless, omniscient, omnipotent 
uh, ruler world is better suited for a world where there's a lot of foggy information. There are frictions. There's dislocations. I mean, in a, in an imperfect world, that may make more sense to simply live with a simple rule and say, "Well, this rule will keep me from putting the car in the ditch too often," uh, which can happen otherwise. That's not what this Fell Reserve is doing. It's not what it has done. It is pretty clearly abandoned. Much. Um, it, it's clearly abandoned much of the um, much of the rule setting that is sort of characterized, kind of characterized by the Taylor rule. Uh, I think Professor Taylor himself would say they never really, really followed it. Certainly didn't feel like it got followed uh, in in the run up to the great financial crisis, and I don't think it has been followed very much since then. Um, but you're supposed to, if you're going to say, I'm, I've got the information, I've got things in charge, you need to sort of have a theory of the case. And the reason why I've been, why I say, I kind of I liked what I saw from, from uh, Chairman Bernanke was that, that, uh, that Chair Bernanke was able to say, well, this is kind of the rule we're trying to follow. This is what we're looking for. And he seemed to be pretty, have a pretty significant, uh, serious diagnosis of what he thought the economy was doing. And I didn't, I had a hard time arguing that he was wrong. He was a savings glut believer. And at some point he recognized that the savings glut meant that some things he had thought would work with monetary policy didn't work. And to his credit, he changed. And I could do a long, I could do an hour on that alone, but uh, that'll be saved for a classroom somewhere down the road. Um, I, in, let me say, let me say though that uh, Yellen did okay at that. I thought she wasn't quite as good as Bernanke at it, but she wasn't bad. Now we have Jay Powell. And I know there's a debate about them, about the President Biden changing Jay Powell for someone who would be more progressive. Or, or, you know, and in some sense worse for the economy than, than he is. Um, I am not advocating for him to be removed, but I listened to this particular comment from him, and I'm like, is this really what you want to say, particularly when you're speaking to Congress? And so this was what he said. Um, this is what he said before the Senate Banking Committee in response to a question uh, this is cut number seven. This particular inflation is is just unique in in history. We don't have a uh, you know a, another example of the last time we reopened a twenty trillion dollar economy with lots of fiscal and monetary support. We don't. So we're just trying to be, we're we're humble about what we understand, but we're uh, you know we're trying to both understand the base case and also the risks. All right. If it was me, if if I'm talking in a classroom, or if I'm talking uh, as I frequently do, you can find you can find me if you if you. I know some listeners reach out to me to ask me to speak to groups that they're with 
I do those. Uh, you can you can certainly reach out to me at the university or through the web page for this for this show at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. You, I'll come I'll come speak to your group. Uh, if you're an, if you're a nonprofit organization, uh, uh, there there isn't there isn't uh, there you know you just need to cover my expenses. So I, I I'm happy to come out and talk. I work for, I work for the state of Minnesota, uh, and so as a public employee, it's like well. Then you get you get a you get the opportunity to get a piece of uh, a, a piece of my work uh, if you if you want. So just reach out if you like. Um, but if I was commenting on the economy, I'd say, yeah, is there more risk in the economy? Is this uncertain? Sure, that's fine. Here's my point: If I'm Jay Powell, and I'm dis- I'm saying. I've got inflation under control. We have the tools to do it, to, to change monetary policy when we see inflation happening. Do you really want to then say, I, we don't necessarily know what's happening right now, that this is unprecedented. I appreciate humility. I don't know that that's the right message to send when you say, trust us, we've got inflation under control. Indeed, I think such statements are provocative. And to give you an example of that, this, uh, this was, uh, I believe, um, I'm trying to, let me, let me check and make sure I remember when this, when this was, uh, when this was on. Uh, this was on CNBC on Thursday uh, after after Chair Powell's comments, this was Senator Bill Haggerty. He's a Republican from Tennessee, uh, and he's standing in the uh, in the rotunda at the Capitol, which has explained some of the why it's a little bit harder to hear him. But let's just play let's just play this clip of uh, Senator Haggerty. Cut number five, please. I really encouraged him to look hard at what's happening though in the real economy. If you take a look at what's happening right in my home state of Tennessee, try to buy a house in Nashville right now. Home prices are up through the roof. This isn't transitory. There are transitory components of it, certainly, having to do with supply chain dislocations. But they talk as though this is some sort of pig in the python moment. Uh, What you see, though, are inherently inflationary policies coming out of the Biden administration right now. From day one, they came in and canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. They forbade drilling on federal property. What that does is it raises our cost of energy. Everything that people in Tennessee have to buy needs to be transported. People drive to their jobs. People are feeling inflationary components of this throughout. And then when you have massive stimulus spending underway at a time that our economy is improving, you've really got to take a very hard look at the long-term impact of this. Given the comments he made in the testimony, and I only played that one little clip, I I don't want. I, I actually, I'm glad I only pulled one clip because I would have had to can them to, to make room for uh, for uh, the, the Stephanie Kelton thing we're going to do uh, in the second hour. But uh, and and modern monetary theory. But this is you brought this on yourself, Chair Powell, by basically saying I don't have a real. We have a base case and we got some alternatives, but this is really unique. When you say it's really unique, you're basically saying, I'm flying by the seat of my pants, and it really feels like you kind of are hoping inflation turns out the way you think it is. 
but it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily know it's going to turn out the way you think it is. We better take a break here. We'll be right back. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky. Lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack Attack, oh, Rack Shack Barbecue. Made fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh. Listen to the King Banyan Show Saturday mornings at 9 here on the Biz 1440. It's the latest economic news, trade information, your monthly jobs report, and much more. Join us this Saturday morning live on the Biz 1440. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget, 
This is just the first stop on the Northern Alliance Radio Network weekend tour. Your next station, uh, AM 12A, The Patriot, at 1 p.m., Mitchburg. Uh, and then uh, sp- spread over two days, 1 to 3 on Sundays, with uh, Brad the Closer Carlson, also on uh, AM 1280. So be sure to check out all of our shows, all of our all of our wisdom uh, and silliness all wrapped together here. Uh, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. Uh, right now, some uh, a little bit of reminiscing about uh, Louis Rukeyser in, in, in chat between a, few, a couple listeners. That's, that's cool to see. Um, let me, let me, uh, we, this is a short segment, so let me, uh, let me keep this, uh, let me keep this a little bit more focused. Uh, we, we still got lots of things to play. Don't forget, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do modern monetary theory in the second hour today because the people have asked for it and we give the people what they want here on the King Banyan show. Um, first off, I think the, for, uh, we've talked about inflation. I haven't mentioned quite the other side of things yet. Uh, the two points, two points why I think, frankly, the GDP number when it comes out in about 10 days will probably be a little disappointing. You're beginning to see people move down their expectations. A, a month ago, people were saying, it's going to be 10%. It's going to be 10, 11%. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be amazeballs. And it's like, no, it's not. It's probably going to be something. I thought it'd be at 9. I thought that for some time. I now wonder if it will actually make it to 8%. couple reasons why. Core retail sales data out this week. Yep, the headline was, hey, core retail sales was up 7 tenths percent. Buried in the story. May retail sales revised down. Seven tenths percent. So if you look at the data for month to month in in June, three hundred forty one billion, three hundred forty one and a half billion dollars in June. In April, three hundred forty two point seven billion dollars. In March, three hundred forty four point one billion dollars. I don't think the retail sales data is pointing to a very strong GDP figure. I think, in fact, it's a little bit off the other thing that i think is holding folks back uh i had i had a couple conversations uh with people in the uh in the convention business in the it, you know uh i had a couple couple conversations with people in uh in the restaurants uh, i spent a fair amount of time uh talking to people and driving around uh various parts of central minnesota this week um my base discovery is is this um a lot of the restaurants are actually not putting all their tables back into the restaurant not because they don't think they have the customers for it not because they don't they couldn't uh because of legal restrictions from the pandemic uh lockdown and 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 restaurant advisories but because they simply don't have the workers uh particularly chefs but even i'm seeing some reports that uh having trouble finding servers uh likewise in the hotels not enough chamber staff to service the rooms um that's a problem right now uh and that problem is that problem is uh i is not changing anytime soon 
I do not think the consumption data for quarter two is going to be as strong as we thought a month ago because I think people are still finding some some barriers to actually being able to get in the market. There's some there's some pent up demand out there uh, and that 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 there's some pent up supply out there. And I think that pent up supply is causing uh, uh, as uh, as I think uh, uh, uh as we heard from uh, Yellen and Daly and Evans, um, uh, I think I think that is a factor. That doesn't mean that we won't see the bump in GDP or the full year numbers not be fairly strong. I just think some of what we thought was going to be appearing in quarter two may be delayed a quarter into quarter three or quarter four. Those numbers may now be higher than we thought as a result. And on that particular point, it turns out I'm in some substantial agreement with an analysis that uh, that Stephanie Kelton, a professor at uh, State University of New York at Stony Brook, and considered, I think, the mother of modern monetary theory. Um, I think she gets credit for that. That is that is kind of her viewpoint too. Now, what she thinks we should do about that, what I think we should do about that, are entirely different. But that's my tease for you. We're going to talk about her in the next hour. I got some other pieces to play too. We also want to talk about the uh, the prospects for tapering and the because the Fed's going to be meeting in about uh, ten days' time too, and we're going to have to talk about that as well. That's all coming up after these messages here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? nationwide exposure experience and expertise let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business it's an easy decision to learn more about salem surround call 651-289-4418 651-289-4418 
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482 